Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with Todd Wagner. How you doing, Todd? I'm doing well, buddy. Hello, friends. Listen, so today's question goes like this. Is it okay for a Protestant to marry a Catholic? Well, uh, here we go. We know that the scriptures command us, among other things, when we are yoked together in a local body to not be unequally yoked. In other words, we will both be passionate about the same thing. What fellowships of light have with darkness? So 2 Corinthians 6.14 has some application to who we are to run with in life. Okay, The most intimate relationship in all of life is marriage. And so that's why that verse is often used as it applies to marriage, because if it's true of who we fellowship with on a weekly basis, it certainly ought to be true of who we partner with to become one as we respond to the kindness and grace of God. Um, let me just say, we did a Real Truth Real Quick uh, with Scott Kadersha on, do I even need to go to the same church uh, as somebody I'm dating and going to marry? Certainly once you're married, people don't go to different churches. That would not be wise at all. But this question is being answered because we asked that question inside of that. Um, what kind of church you go to and how you view truth really does matter. If you're to become one in everything, you certainly ought to become one in your understanding of truth. And so here's the question. What was the purpose of the Reformation? And is the Reformation still necessary? Okay. Erwin um, Lutzer, who is uh, a prof up at, uh, or pastor, excuse me, at Moody Bible Church in Chicago, uh, or was, uh, is an expert on the Reformation. And he says, look, there are some things that still to this very day uh, are extremely distinctive. Let me say this. We believe in uh, certain similar things with our Catholic brethren, a lot of them, like the Trinity. They are Trinitarian, all right? They are monotheist. Um, they uh, believe in the deity of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's an essential of the faith. But there are some differences, okay? And so you might ask yourself this question. Well, what if I, I have a, a Catholic friend who believes in salvation by grace through faith alone, which the Catholic Church is still a little bit edgy about that uh, particular verbiage, okay? They, 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 they want to make sure that it's communicated in a bit of a different way. But they go, well, I know a lot of Catholics who don't believe what the Catholic Church holds. I might say to them, why then do they continue to be a part of the official dogma of the Catholic Church and call themselves Roman Catholic, okay? Because it is important that we understand the difference between Romanism, which is what is commonly called Catholicism, and just being a part of the true universal Church of Jesus Christ, okay? And so, there are distinctives. Like, for instance, um, you know, you might know a Catholic who doesn't believe in the Immaculate Conception of Mary, which means that God somehow had Mary not be a victim of original sin. And uh, therefore, she is able to intercede for us before the Father. And they, and that the, and they don't pray to Mary and they don't believe that in, in that particular aspect. But I would say that doesn't change the official dogma of the church. Okay. Um, good for them if they don't believe that Mary was perpetually a virgin, like the official dogma of the church teaches. But that is what Catholicism holds to, all right? And so that's just problematic. You know, we, we make such an emphasis on unity, and we ought to be diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit, the bond of peace. But the scripture also says, okay, that we have to speak the truth in love, okay? And in all aspects, grow up um, to be what Christ wants us to be, to grow up to be like him. I don't think Christ has any illusion that his mother was sinless, right? Mary knew that she wasn't. That's why she said, listen to him. She called her son her savior because she needs one. So that stuff matters. So, so Mary, there's a difference. Trans, transubstantiation, which is just the basic belief of what happens uh, when you take the sacrament of communion. Uh, Catholicism, Roman Catholicism believes that 
that the the bread and the wine actually are transformed into the literal body and blood of Jesus Christ? We don't hold to that. We, we don't have a sacramental view of communion. We believe it is uh, a means through which we celebrate and remember our Christ, and we have a means of grace as we meditate on who Jesus is, and we're to remember his sacrifice continually, but it doesn't have anything to do with our, our justification uh, or our ultimate standing before God. Uh, so there's transubstantiation that's different. Indulgences still exist, not in the same way they did in the Middle Ages where there was a transfer of money, but maybe through certain practices, superstitionism is still very strong within Catholicism. For instance, today, uh, at the very seat of the headship of Roman Catholicism, there is this belief that if you kiss the toe of St. Peter, you clep out of purgatory, which is a major difference. We don't even believe in purgatory. We did a, a real truth real quick on purgatory. And so you might ask yourself, look, if the priests and the Pope know that that's a superstition, that there is no way to get out of that because you kiss the toe of the statue of St. Peter, then why do they let it happen? Why don't they say, no, we're not going to do that? And so, and even sainthood, okay, there's a difference. So what I would say, it's very problematic. And I would, there's even a reason that Catholics today, Roman Catholicism says if you marry a non-baptized Catholic, it's a mixed marriage. And so I might answer this question most simply this way. I don't believe in mixed marriages, okay? I believe you ought to be equally yoked and be passionate about pursuing Jesus Christ and grow up in all aspects in him who is our head in every way that he says. I think it matters what it says in 2 Timothy 2.15, to be diligent to show yourself approved as a workman who doesn't need to be ashamed, who accurately handles the word of truth and what you believe about communion and the mother of Christ and about truth and not superstition and about what makes a person a saint and what doesn't. I think that stuff matters. So I would be very wary about commingling, okay, uh, an understanding of truth with somebody that I want to become one with. What if somebody is a Catholic and doesn't believe all that stuff? I would say, well, then maybe they ought to deal with what it is they don't believe and, and yoke somewhere there is. I love my friends that are Roman Catholic, but there are differences. That doesn't mean we can't love them, but it also doesn't mean we shouldn't speak the truth in love. Awesome. Thanks, Todd. Listen, if you're interested in finding out more about this, uh, Todd actually, you actually wrote a blog post on some differences yeah, between the, the justification. justification piece. So yeah. I'll put a link to that. We also did an episode on do I have to be baptized to be saved? Yeah, I'll excellent. put that in the show notes. So check those out. Um, if, right above me right now, it'll say subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube, click that button. You'll be connected to our episodes that we shoot out every Friday. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth Real Quick.